Good evening, America, and welcome to the story of America of DeAndre Pace. Uh, I was going to have a guest for this show, but as again, it just takes such a long time to get guests to actually come to the show. Um, and with me trying to do an episode every day now, it just takes a long time. So I'm going to do it myself, and I'm I'm going to try not to get too preachy in this one. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and get started here. This episode is titled "The Cost of Freedom," and you'll hear me use "cost" uh, interchange interchangeably with "price" and "value" quite often in this story. And again, it's not the traditional story setting of America of the story where we of this uh, podcast where we go through history. This one is a is in a continuing string to the preservation of a nation, and freedom being the most essential of these, as with the last few episodes. Let me get started. As with all things worth having in this world, freedom does not come without value, without cost. Indeed, freedom is purchased by the most unyielding and scarce currency. The price of freedom, going back generations, has always been at its ultimate. Freedom is and has been. Procured by the blood of millions, maybe even billions before our time. And though our ways and beliefs may have changed, this simple reality that is to be procured by our dying breath has not in any form been amended. Here in America, where freedom is to be at the very heart of our nation, we have forgotten, or more so forsaken, the cost of the freedom we used to enjoy so leisurely. The blood which was shed, the lives which were lost, the battles waged, and the descent of customs have been lost to time and forsaken. For now the cost of freedom, if the enemy be allowed to endure, is total submission to the machine, the technocrats in Washington, D.C. despots that now determine your rights to, to freedom should you or should you not be within their saving graces. If this is now the price of freedom, then I dare say we are not deserving of freedom and all its glorious luxuries. How then has it come to be that in a short time has freedom and its cost been diminished? I answer that complacency has set itself upon the peace-loving, freedom-enjoying people and laid waste to the spirit of freedom. In placid times, when people become still and have nothing tangible to fight for, abuses and desecrations of freedom, or in general the ideals of said civilized societies, become inevitable. Now this is not to say that in order to have freedom, America should always be involved in some form of active and wholly unifying warfare against domestic tyranny, but rather that battles waged should be of the complete and total usage of said um, of said freedom 
lest they expire before their usage is required. So in essence, the value of freedom is the usage thereof. When said freedoms are not properly exercised, then the value of freedom is diminished at a deficit, if you will. The price of freedom today may still be the same as it was since the dawn of mankind, but it is seldom necessary nor required for a civilized people to shed scores upon scores of blood. No, rather it should be much easier to simply exercise this freedom daily, openly, publicly, without cease, without end, until change is forced. When in the course of human events such a time is to come that when a nation deriving all of its power from the idea that all men are created equal and gifted certain unalienable rights by Almighty God, their Creator, which among those are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, has in all its ways cast away said ideals, then it is the right and duty of those, the free people, should and by all rights ought to render the government vacant until such time as new guards and representatives of freedoms are found and instituted. The price of freedom is too high to allow this desolation of our ideals to occur. There is a pretentious storm of evil and suffering looming over the horizon when we have forsaken the cost of freedom. If these offenses persist, and the old order of preserving freedom be restored, then the bloodbath will be stupendous. Not since Versailles, maybe not since the mass extinction events, would it be carnage and sacrifice to a caliber of this degree. Though the cost of freedom is high, for those, oh sorry, for these ends, in this age, if this war is to be waged, there will be no victor. Brothers will slaughter brothers. Daughters will slay their mothers. Husbands and wives will murder each other. All of this for the sake of preserving freedom. The cost is too high. The sacrifice is too much. There must be another way. But I, having looked everywhere, in the course of human history to find a comparable option and I have found it nowhere. Alas, the only option is to rid the government and oppressive tyrants of those of these monopolies or to allow the bloodbath to ensue. It is a grave tragedy that these things have come to pass in my lifetime. But it is written aforetime to my coming, that all things should come to pass in order for his return. And though the cost of freedom is obtusely high here in the mortal realm, the ultimate freedom to which all good men and women seek is the price already paid with the blood of our Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us partake in this freedom together unto our dying breaths, and eternally thereafter. And so I offer you this chance to reflect on the freedom you have now and yearn for the freedom you should have, you will have, under Christ our Lord. 
Come now and accept his saving grace into your hearts, and he will grant you freedom. Freedom from pain and suffering. Freedom from heartaches. Freedom from war and bloodshed. Freedom from politics and division. Freedom from disease and poverty. Freedom from death. Yes, yes. If you will become now unto him that is all-powerful and all-knowing, he will gift you all these which you have longed for. Give your life for Christ to do with as he wills and all manners of trespassers will flee from you and defeat and you will be free. Free at last, free at last. Thank God we are free at last. Free to praise our God. Free to serve his will and his word. Free to lift up those who have been torn down and free from scorn and heartbreak. Even now as we fight for our freedom and hear the corporal world, we know that you will grant us perfect freedom when you get here. And so I pray that you, Lord, will bless all those who are under the sound of my voice with the comfort of knowing that whatsoever may happen down here on earth, that you are the giver of perfect freedom to all those who diligently seek you. And though the cost may be high, we know that you have already paid the supreme amount in full without fear of the check ever being returned. And so with this strength in mind, I pray that you hold on to God, ye freedom-loving people, of America and in one voice in one unifying voice we shout amen to the heights of the heavens so loudly that it shakes the very throne of God so that he has no choice but to hear us and have faith for God cannot be a liar and he will procure just what he said he would for ultimate freedom is nigh unattainable here on earth. But where it may, in its slightest forms, persist, then let us make it sacred, and in all forms preserve it. For the cost is yet just another part of the great and glorious story of America. Tell me what you think of the story. It's a very short and simple story. Um, the cost of freedom throughout mankind and the cost of freedom today and what it may mean for our future here in this country. In the last episode, I talked about the principles of freedom and what it means to be free in America. And what it means to be free as people. You know, having the luxury to do this podcast is a freedom yet because this podcast is in turn 
oversaw by tech companies, by oligarchs. The freedom to be able to speak my mind, to speak this message to you, can be at risk, can be removed entirely. And the freedom to be able to express myself, the freedom to be able to speak my truth can be stripped from me and it can be stripped from you as well. If we secede, all of our rights under freedom to those who claim to have our best interest at heart without giving a single iota of sacrifice for what it takes to remain free. Now this is not an incitement of violence. This is not an incitement of civil war. What it is an incitement of is an incitement that you use your voice. I have said many times to friends of mine I'm not sure if I've said it on this show but I've said it to many times of friends of mine that we have two powers in this country and that is the power of voice and the power of purse these are the ways in which we vote these are the ways in which we make ourselves known and the ways in which we make our freedom known Exercise your voice, your freedom, wherever and whenever you can. Exercise your ability to control the networks in which we can receive information by choosing to purchase something else. I know it's hard, it's difficult. Even now, as I do this podcast, I have to open Microsoft Edge or Google Chrome in order to be able to utilize a browser to upload this podcast. And though I've long since stopped using Google Chrome on my computer, but on my phone, oh man, it's so difficult because Google is embedded into my phone. And it makes things so much simpler on my phone to be able to do things. So it's difficult to get away from these monopolies. It's difficult to get away from the companies that are trying to suppress our voice, suppress your freedom, suppress your thoughts, suppress your prayer. It's difficult. But let me tell you this, and hopefully you will take this with strength and you'll take this with courage and comfort and knowing. That the reason why it's so difficult is because it's worth fighting for. If it was going to be easy, if it was easy to be had, to have freedom, then, then it would never be worth it. All good things come to those that are willing to fight for it. 
you know, I I listened to Venture Church a, a couple of years ago. And at this particular day sermon, um, he said that God has a stop and go plan, a four step plan, four traffic light plan, if you will. Understand, there's only three traffic lights. Well, you know, when I was younger, you used to be able to see four sometimes. Sometimes there was a blue light. But anyways, sometimes God wants to give you the, the red light. He wants you to stop doing something that you were doing before that was hindering your growth, that was hindering your progression. Okay? You know, the Bible says that the meek will inherit the earth. But the Bible also said, don't be so meek that you allow yourself to be destroyed. You see, meekness, humility, is the heart of any real man who has freedom. You have the freedom to do whatever you choose. But because you are humble, your humility teaches you how to be reserved and how you use your freedom against other people. You see, that's what humility does. It teaches, it grants you wisdom. Okay? But meekness and humility without pride and the gifts that God has given and the gift of freedom the meekness is no better than than arrogance because you will allow someone to subvert the will of God within you of their own because you're too weak you don't have enough pride in the spirit of God that dwells within you and the freedom that dwells within you to hold to it so let us stop being doormats let's stop being so meek that we allow people to run over us but let us not forget to be humble so that we may know how to be reserved and the freedoms we choose to exercise I have the right to kill you you have the right to kill me but just because I have the freedom to be able to choose to do that doesn't mean that I should. Doesn't mean that you should. You see, that's wisdom. That's humility. In a society full of free people, humility will give you the wisdom to teach you when to exercise your freedom and when not to exercise your freedom. And in doing so, at all points, in all times, you will be exercising your freedom. Because you have the freedom to kill, but you also have the freedom not to kill. And so if you allow humility to guide you in your freedom, then you will always be free. But don't forget, 
to have pride in that freedom to have pride in the God that gave you those unalienable rights don't forget that but then he said to me that sometimes God has a caution light he has a yellow light and sometimes he's not telling you to stop sometimes I want you to stay with me sometimes God is telling you to move you know sometimes we can stay in the same place for so long thinking that it's going to accomplish something thinking that it's going to cause change but it never does sometimes moving whether it means a relocation whether it means acting on an issue sometimes movement can create opportunity you know when glaciers which are always perpetually moving when glaciers begin to move and the land that begins to be exposed as they move and break off and fall into the oceans eventually that creates opportunity for life which has not been able to form in that area because that movement of that glacier it has moved it has caused the soil beneath it to churn the precipitation or should I say the thawing the water that comes from the ice as it moves as it thaws creates the opportunity for life to be made for oppor the opportunity so movement sometimes can create the force of action that you need in order to get to a point where you have the opportunity to be free so sometimes it's so we sometimes you have to have movement you can't be still in all aspects you see faith without works is dead so you can meditate all day long but if you are standing in one place meditating and not moving to spread the word of God listen okay we're talking religion here but if you're not moving to spread the word of God if you're not acting on a meditation then what exactly have you been doing you have faith, or so you believe, but you haven't made any moves to show that you have faith. You know, Hebrews 11 and 1 says that now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But if you don't have 
the faith to to get up and put that into action to get up and move on that which you have faith in then what is it that you have faith in if you're not willing to pursue it it's the same thing with our freedom today if you believe in freedom if this is your belief and you are free to stay at home absolutely but if this is your belief but when you get out into the public sector into the public sphere the things that you believe in the freedom to speak clearly your mind to speak about God to speak about whatever it is that you so desire you fear so if you are afraid to exercise your faith of freedom then what is it that you have faith in because it certainly isn't freedom because if you did then you should have bore fruit by now let's go on then he says sometimes God gives you the green light to start something you know so we've stopped we've shown caution and we've moved okay now we're going to start something sometimes the only way to be able to exercise something is to start it completely you know I want to get a nice summer body right but I'm never going to get that body if I don't start a, re a regimen, if I don't start a workout routine. I'm not going to get there. It takes work. It takes effort. And so sometimes the hardest part of the journey is starting the journey. Okay? If we want to have freedom, if we want to be able to understand that we don't want to have to go through the cost of freedom again, then we have to be willing to start anew. What it means to be free, we have to be willing to start the movement of freedom and let it ring throughout all generations so that we never have to go through the cost of freedom because the cost is too high if it came down to it and I was pinned against family friends or God and freedom and I had to choose between the two I'd have to choose God and freedom but where would that leave me with my family if they chose against me do you see the division there? Do you see the suffering there? The sacrifice required? The price is too high. But the price has already been paid. With the blood of millions before you. All you have to do is act. Is get up and start the movement again. Show the world that you are not afraid to be free. That you are not afraid to be American. That you are proud to be a free American. And that you are proud to live in the freest nation 
across the land. And, and number four. Okay. I forget what number four is. Hmm, what was number four? I can't remember, so I can't tell you. But those three, those three are the one, one, one major ones. Okay. Ah, oh, uh, yes, I remember what it is. Sometimes, number four. Sometimes, some, sometimes you have to go somewhere. Now this is about relocation. This is about taking things to another step. You've you've stopped being meek. You've stopped allowing yourself to be ran over. You've stopped allowing your freedoms to be suppressed. And you've stopped allowing yourself to be abused. And now you've moved in an area where you now have a movement of freedom. And you've started to persist on the goal to show the world that you are not afraid of your freedom and its exercise thereof, now you have to go and be a presentation of that freedom. Wherever the world may find you, whatever hand you may be drawn in this life, you have to be willing to go to places which make you uncomfortable in order to exercise your freedom for all to see that you are unafraid and man is that tough and I can say it because look I'm a black man in South Mississippi and I am and every day, as someone who voted for President Trump, as someone who believes that the Democrat Party, given their history, given their current actions and words and movements, are full of racist, full of, quite frankly, evil, I myself, for having those views in a black community, I'm at risk of getting killed every single day just because I don't think the way they do. Happens every day. You know, there was a 16-year-old, I think it was in Michigan, or it was in Minnesota. He was volunteering for the Republican candidate, a black Republican candidate for his, uh, for his um, clergyman or something to the fact. 16. And he was shot and killed dead because he dared to have a different opinion than the peers around him. Killed at 16. Not involved in gang violence. But he was involved in the activity of freedom of speech. Freedom to believe and think what he wanted to. And they killed him for it. So yes, I understand that it is tough. It is rough. 
it is dangerous sometimes to do these four things when you are trying to exercise your freedom when those who are suppressing us have all the power in the world to do whatever they want to us but we do not have the means to do to them what they do to us because we don't have the power but I'm here today to tell you that we have the power and it's time that we stop being afraid of using power is our voice the power is our purse show them that you are unafraid to find different avenues different venues different means to communicate different means to browse the internet different means to watch videos show them that you are unafraid of them the government will not break up the monopolies that suppress our freedom, but we can by investing in their competition. But you know what you say? We tried that with Parler. Let me tell you something. Parler was a half-assed way of doing it. You knew when you made Parler that it was going to be an uphill battle because you made it using Amazon as the host when Amazon is no ally of freedom is no ally of your views of your values of America so Paula was half-assed get a team of young developers, upcoming people that believe in this freedom and start from scratch. It's going to be tough, it's going to be rough, but this is the way things have to be if you want to compete. Okay? Well, what about your cell phones? It's going to be tough. Well, make your own phone company. Get your own towers. Make your own Play Store. Compete and show them that you are unafraid. Will it be rough? Hell yeah. Most of the applications will probably take years to join your play store but as they begin to lose money because you refuse to utilize their other resources they will begin to see and a lot of them are so rich and so wealthy that it doesn't matter but let me tell you this If there's one thing that COVID has shown, it is that businesses persist only due to the sacrifices 
that other businesses are willing to make. Amazon, Walmart, these massive retailers, they can't do anything. If instead of buying from them, you go to the source and buy it from the mom and pop shops. They can't do anything. Amazon, if you stopped ordering online. You can go to Dollar General instead of Walmart. Sure, it's going to be tough because you can't find all the shit that you like. You can't find the meats, but you can go to Frugal's. Get your meat there. Go to Winn-Dixie. Go to your local butcher shop. The monopolies will not be broken by the government. So it's up to you. It's up to you to do it. Okay? And so because it is up to you to do it, I'm making this plea, I'm making this show to encourage you to have faith and stay strong in your ability to make change so long as you are not afraid to exercise your freedom to choose how you should live and lead your life. This is by far of the episodes written so far the most important because this is what really matters. And this episode isn't going to be the longest, but it is going to be the most substantive. I want you to understand what the alternative is. What the alternative cost to what we're fighting for is. Either you get out there now and you show that you have freedom and you are unashamed and unafraid of it. Or you, or, you, or you stand back and you see tragedy the likes of which you've never encountered before. That's the only alternative. Fight for your freedom by using it. Or, or allow yourself to be sacrificed in the most brutal fashion. For the sake of preserving freedom. That is the only alternative that we have here. Are you willing to die today for your right to be free? Many of you know. Some of you yes. But why should you have to die when you already have freedom? You just have to use it. 
just use your freedom. Use your voice. Use your currency. Don't be afraid and don't be ashamed of what you believe in. Don't be afraid to offend others because they don't believe what you believe. You know, if I had to stop to think about all the times I offended somebody because of my beliefs, and then I'd never have time to do any to do any work. I never get paid. My boss would fire me because I'm sitting there pondering over who I offended last night. No, f all of that. The freedom of speech, the freedom in general of anything is not free of consequences and that goes the same for you as it goes for the ones around you. You have to suffer at the offense and at the pain and at the suffering of what they cause you without their concern. And though I said earlier that wisdom will dictate that those who are free, truly free and humble about it, will not encroach their freedoms upon the freedoms of others. But it is also the same that men and women who are free ought to be wise enough and, and have enough pride to know that their freedom is always going to offend someone else. You see, humility teaches through experience okay but pride pride teaches in a whole nother level pride can teach an experience too but the best experience from pride is the experience of the failure of that pride but when it comes to strength in something, pride teaches in a way that is emotional, in a way that is elating. So take pride in your freedom today. Take pride in your ability to stand up for what you believe in and let no man, let no woman, let no company, let no government strip you of that freedom. Because your pride is too high to allow it to happen. And if you are a religious person, you better take pride in the almighty God that we serve. For it was he who paid the ultimate sacrifice, the ultimate price for freedom from sin so that we may all be able to have the same opportunity if we would but seek it to enter into the kingdom of God and have ultimate everlasting freedom, freedom that no man may take away, freedom the likes of which this world will never begin to understand, nor they can't even comprehend that type of freedom. Freedom from the laws of reality. Freedom from consequence. 
That's the type of freedom that I'm talking about that God will give you. But you have to be prideful enough to know that in wherever you choose to go, in whatever situation, whatever thing you're going to, whatever place you are in your life today, that you have to have the pride and the courage and the wisdom to know that you should and ought to praise God for the freedom he has given you whenever and however you see fit for as long as you see fit for as long as the spirit of God be willing and moving within you to do so I'm going to cut this episode short because like I said I don't want to get preachy but I'm going to end this episode with a prayer and I hope that you all will pray along with me Now, Lord, we come to you now, our heads bowed, our minds open, our heart bleeding with sorrow and with joy. But Lord, our spirits are yearning out, our spirits are stretching, trying to reach you. And God, we pray that you would give us comfort and give us strength in knowing that you are all-knowing and that you are all-powerful and that all things move unto your design, unto your will. And God, we ask that you may have mercy upon us, those of us whom believe in you and seek you diligently with due faith and the works thereof that you would show us mercy and give us your grace, that you would show us how to obtain that ultimate freedom. And dear God, we ask that you would forgive us for our sins. We ask that you would forgive us for our doubts. We ask that you would forgive us for having allowed Satan to enter into our minds and deceive us into thinking that you would cast yourself against us. We ask in Jesus' name that you would heal the world of its scourge, that you would heal this plague, that you would heal the world of violence, that you would heal the world of oppressors, of tyrants. You've done it before, Lord, and we know by your works that you can do it again. And God, if there has ever been a time for you to act and show yourself and reveal yourself to the many people, it is this time, God. And may it be your will that all things which shall transpire, be they good or bad to our understanding, let them all work in your will and in your favor so that you may be exalted and glorified and lifted up throughout all time and so that we may be able to be free to do the same for you. 
And in Jesus' name, we affirm this prayer. Together, and in a unifying voice, we say, Amen. And thank God. And thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of the story of America with DeAndre Pace. This has been a short episode, but it's been an episode of great substance. And I hope that you will take the opportunity to reflect and look back and listen to some of the things that I've said. And tell me, what do you think? Do you think I'm overplaying my hand a little bit here? Or do you think I'm on to something? Anyways, thank you for watching the show or listening to the show. And you guys have a nice night or a nice morning, whatever time you choose to listen to this.